Hi, I'm Kate Bailey. I'm a coach, an author, and a sober mama. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back. Uh, this week I'm delighted to be welcoming Emma Barron. Hi Emma. Hello. Hello. So um, really happy to uh, speak to Emma today. Emma does some really exciting things. She's a DJ. Um, she's co-founder of the House of Happiness, which is sober partying, right? Is that what, what it's about? It is, yes. It's a new sober clubbing event. Um yeah based in London that we are launching in October almost like that almost trans I always think of it as like transcendence sort of states how do we access joy and transcendence because some of it like we want to do that right like some of yeah. us want to do that so we will dive into that she is also badass tv producer um am I allowed to say what you're working on at the moment um I don't I'm not sure actually I don't I don't, I don't know I don't know what the rules are but um I do various things. I'm doing race across the world at the moment. I also work on SAS Who Dares Wins a lot every year um, and just lots of Channel 4 programmes, sometimes BBC. So I, I random, actually. Yeah. yeah. And that's so. the one that caught my interest that you were telling. It piqued my interest, the SOS one, the um, SAS rather, that sort of kind of hardcore situation which obviously is saying probably saying something about me and the menopause at the moment quite frankly that I want to do something quite extreme um she's also been sober since 2017 so um welcome to you Emma and um we always start with a check-in how are you doing uh yeah I'm good I'm good actually yes uh just working from home today so feeling chilled um and yeah um yeah feeling feeling I've been to the gym as well which is uh vital yeah um, these days so my endorphins are flowing feeling kind of uh oh. upbeat upbeat you've sort of virtuous possibly as well virtuous today not so yesterday <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. One day time. Find me on. Yes. yeah 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 well I'm actually recording here this is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast here I'm actually at the yoga studio oh. where I come and they've got a little co-working space now at be yoga I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that might have to edit that out um and so I've done a hot yoga class this morning and then I've sat with some nice herbal teas and I'm recording the pod from here so I'm feeling a little bit virtuous and the endorphins are sort of happily flowing here too so nice. that's cracking like Excellent. well done us <laughs> <laughs> so um we always begin really with the sort of story you know stories being I don't know the power I think so much in sobriety is hearing other people's stories and hearing seeing ourselves in other people's stories mm. and that sort of element of hope I think hope and, and connection and so I'm wondering if you could tell us a bit about your journey to becoming alcohol free yeah I mean um so I think it's I, I haven't really you know like my my story of, of alcohol was never like you know there was never like a rock bottom that that forced me to to to, to stop drinking it was for me it was you know I, I started drinking at a really early age when I was a teenager 
I was really interested in alcohol. I was really interested in kind of, you know, the feeling it gave me. And I think now on reflection, possibly the escape um, of, cer of certain things. Um, and I think, you know, I think it was just something that I just began to depend on, you know, being being a young gay gay woman in, you know, in a, in a small village. I, I soon moved to Manchester and found found clubbing and found you know found alcohol and drugs quite early on started getting into the rave scene actually before I before I moved to Manchester and uh you know was was very much and, and thought it was amazing you know I, I was I was a musician um when I was younger I was a drummer I was a pianist and uh, you know rave music was like this brilliant combination of both and then <laughs> yeah. the drugs on top and the you know it was all it was all very good fun and um I, I did lead a really hedonistic life. I, I, I moved to Manchester, went to uni, did a lot of um, clubbing, just grew up on the clubbing scene in, in Manchester, really, which was amazing in the in the 90s. Went to Hacienda, ended up working as a club promoter as well, which was really good fun, um, only for a short period of time before I ended up losing that job due to getting really drunk and doing something stupid one night so you know alcohol you know over the years never never was my friend always felt that it was always felt that it was something that I you know needed for all all occasions happy sad you know whatever it was always something and so it was just something I think I just thought I had to live with really um you know when I look back on it now it's like well I just that's just what I need you know I just need alcohol pretty much every night and and it was you know very much you know functioning and managing and got came to London did a degree again you know my finals were hard I look back now it's like yeah because I was hung over a lot of the time so no wonder they were so hard but um I think so you know I think then got a job in telly which which is you know alcohol is celebrated you know as as it is on the gay scene and and the rare you know it's like being trashed was just like oh that's just what you do so you know the gay scene very much kind of instills that into you when you're younger but also then tv it's very much accepted as well so everybody just gets you know you, you you've introduced to all these parties where there's free booze and you just you know so so everybody everybody does it and it was just very normalized i think for me really um it's part of the fabric isn't it somehow yeah. it's that you know yeah. part of what's happened the last few years i think is that we've started to question that and there's been that sober curious movement and for people who you know remember the 90s it was not like that it was part of the fabric it's just it was like breathing especially in the media you know I'm, I've got a media mm. background too and it's like well we used to go walk into the Daily Express where I used to work in the building and the 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 cafe the restaurant was on the left and it had a bar and the bar was open I seem to remember from like really early so yeah yeah, yeah. Part there's of the even edit suites now that have got like um a beer on tap which yeah. it's just it's yeah it's just this normalized it's just very very yeah um so so yes so so I guess for me the thing is I it, what what actually turned it for me was becoming a parent I think um and you know my 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 partner who is female did you know very quickly went into the role of responsible she kind of cut right back on the drinking and became the sensible one which again just gave me free reign to not be mm. um, and to continue the the drinking and continue the you know the hedonistic lifestyle and I think just you know it, it took about 
I think my daughter was about five, my son was about four, and it was it was just many many occasions, and there were low points. Don't get me wrong, there wasn't a rock bottom, but there were there were quite low low moments. And I think eventually I just thought, what am I what am I doing? You know, like I've got these children, I've wanted children all my life, I've wanted this, I've got this house, I've got this partner, we've got a great setup, and I'm just ruining my life with hangovers I'm just ruining my you know every day is a struggle every day was just harder than it needed to be but but in my head it was well that's just the way it had to be because alcohol was ingrained into my life I needed it I pretty much I tried to do a few dry you know tried to stop for a week tried to stop for two it would never last that long and it would always be you know and and actually for me it was it was only when my partner um and when I look back now obviously the closest she came to giving me a hint because she would never have said stop because that was who I was and you know as I say I was very much functioning most of the time it wasn't like you know it wasn't causing it wasn't causing massive problems in our life really um apart from you know uh, embarrassment to me probably most of the time but um but yeah she gave me this uh, naked mind to have a read of and I remember I remember the th- the only reason that I read it um was because it said how to cut down on your drinking it wasn't about just yeah. stop drinking because my mindset at that time would have been like no I'm not interested in stopping drinking that's not happening um and and, and I also ended up seeing a counsellor as well um about a year before I stopped drinking just for other reasons and just because I just thought I you know and actually it was her it was it was a combination of being being curious reading this naked mind seeing this counselor and just experiencing you know i think once i read this naked mind it was very weird i just i couldn't go back like in my head i was like i've just learned too much about alcohol to actually continue what wow. i'm doing without a conscience um, it was really weird, actually. It kind of ru- ruined, my, yeah. <laughs> ruined my relationship with alcohol in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, and and I, you know, it was it was, and then I read um, William Porter's book, Alcohol Explained, and that was the nail in the coffin. I was like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, this is what the hell am I doing? You know, it's it's um, it, there were too many facts that I'd just learned, and it was so relatable. It was like, oh my god, yeah, this is what happens. This is how addiction happens, and this is what dependency is. And so, so, so actually, Annie Grace was doing this uh, alcohol experiment mm. for September two thousand and seventeen, which was uh, you signed up to to her her experiment. She it was it was thirty a, a, a whole month. Um, and you had to just report in every day as to how you felt. But she also connected you with other people on this kind of platform. Mm-hmm. So I was like talking to other people every day. And I, I'd really I'd planned to do it. And I'd actually went to Ibiza the weekend before it um, with some of my friends who, were, who, who liked a party, put it that way. And we had properly I mean, it was if I was ever going to do a farewell to it, it was that was the place yeah. to do it. And it was so it, it probably made it a lot harder in that first week because I was on a bit of a yeah, I was on a real kind of low. Luckily, I'd got my my counselor around t- at that time as well, which was helping me. But um, but yeah, it, it was it was um, it, I, I literally thought I was only going to do 30 days. I just thought, you know, I'll do 30 days. Well, I, I think in the back of my head, I was thinking if you could do six months, this would be amazing. But I could not tell myself that at the time. And. And it was, it really was a day by day, day by day. Don't even think too far ahead. And actually working on, on the programme SAS at the, at the time, actually, 
helped because that's what their mindset is when they're doing challenges and stuff is just don't think about the bigger picture just yeah. think about those small moments and yeah. just get to those small and don't even theorize don't hyper you know just don't even worry about what's ahead just mm. go just do this yeah. just give yourself a little target and actually that is the best advice I would give anybody who's who's starting to try because for me, it's it, it sobriety. Like I would never have, I, I literally last week, it was my five year soberversary, um, which Yay. was like, oh my God, five mm. years. Like it, it felt, I felt emotional because I was yeah. like, I would never have thought this is where I would be because, you know, for me at the beginning, it, it would have been a six month test. Then I'd sort it out in my head. I'd re realign my relationship with alcohol. And I'd go back to drinking sensibly. But what I know is that for me personally is, is never going to happen because I don't do yeah. things sensibly. You know, it's, it's, you know, if I, if it's like with sugar, it's like, that's my new challenge, but that's mm -hmm. a totally other story. But, you know, I would say sobriety for me, this is how I visualize it. It's like a snowball that just gets bigger and bigger and the strength that you get from every single day, every single week, every single month. And now it's becoming every single year is that what I now know is that I, I have won this battle. My neural pathways mm. are completely rechanged to, to, to the point that drinking alcohol would only ever be a choice for me now in the future. And I, I I'm sure, pretty sure I'll never choose to do it, but if I did, it wouldn't be because I was weak to it. It would be because I had made a clear choice that that's what I wanted to do. Um, but my life without it's just too good. It's too good mm. without without it, you know. And that's what I realised after six months when I started to. Oh yeah, so Honey Grace at the end of the thirty days, she did a podcast with Club Soda. Oh yeah, Laura and oh, Justin. Yeah, and and I was like, who are these people? Like that they're, they're English as well. They're they're from the UK and. And I found Club Soda on Facebook and I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and I could, I just couldn't believe it because there were all these people on there and there were all these stories. And that is definitely, I don't, I, I honestly don't think I would have done it without that support. I think if I hadn't had Club Soda to just com completely, you know, obsess with every day, if I needed to, I read every morning, every night, I met friends. I ended up coming to some of the socials, got some sober buddies and, I just think without that support, it probably, I, I don't think personally I would have done it. I mean, maybe I would, but. Yeah. And there is that, that I mean, everything you're saying now, like looking back on it, it's like um, there's all of those, that kind of psychology and neuroscience of habit change and the building blocks you are actually getting in place. So that kind of connection community, making it rewarding through those social connections. It was like those, yeah, micro like focusing right down being really specific rather than like you said I can see so many people and myself included who struggled so much by by two by widening the aperture too far yeah because we'll undo those those daily it has to just be that's why they say I think one day at a time not because it's so horrendous you can only cope with one day it's just that's how habits are built yes yeah you know that's how uh, that's how we do it yeah um, it, it, that's how you you make your new normal yeah and, and you know and at the time when you're when you're there it's like well this there can't be another normal this is my normal but <laughs> yeah. it's like there can you yeah. just 
to work at it and you have to yeah you don't think about the bigger picture yeah 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 you have to it's it's a bit like I mean this is a bit glum and you might edit this out but it's a bit like grief you know like my my mum died really suddenly 14 years ago and you know that what I look back now with clarity on everything and you know obviously I was drinking at the time but that's how I have coped with the death of of, of my mom is because I have rebuilt a new life without her and I, and I see it very much like the same, the you know. Same, yeah, because it's, it's, it's change and it is like the grief curve or the change curve. They call it the same thing, don't they? And those mm. those stages of of any kind of huge change, which I think. Mm. With a with a, um abusive partner, alcohol, I think that's yeah. that, that was some of the, the I'm sure you've heard lots of people say that before, but that's how it feels, isn't yeah. it? It's just like, do you know what? I thought I needed you and I actually just don't. Yeah, and it's so interesting, isn't it? Like that emotional relationship that builds. You know, you can look at the brain scans and you can see the neural pathways. But what? Well, I find that that bit of that education piece that you said about any grace very interesting. You know, there's that if we arm people with proper information, that's very powerful. But the other side of that is that's what's happening. But what how we're experiencing it is almost like in terms of a relationship and the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and yeah. our relationship with alcohol so it's this kind of weird it feels mm-hmm. very personal it feels emotionally charged it feels intimate yeah, yeah. it yeah. feels like a lot of things yeah and then it's, you go that's crazy it's just we're talking about alcohol how can I have such yeah. an evolved relationship with it yeah but you do and and you mm. see like I see certain people now and you know who 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 have not broken up with alcohol and I see it's in their dialogue it's in their everyday language it's like you can't talk about anything without relating it to alcohol and and it's 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 just what it does it just intertwines you know yeah, it's that's it tendency and addiction I suppose isn't it it's um yeah yeah um, for sure and so you found so club soda so it's some quit lit and really good information on board mm. there was some counseling so you were having some kind of reflective yeah. and listening going on then club soda so some social connection that was speaking what other resources and tools sort of helped you in those in those early days um well do you know what 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 helped me and this actually relates to to, to obviously um you know my 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 new sub career um was reconnected i remember my counselor she was a brilliant counselor she's one of those those i'm not seeing her anymore but she is somebody that well, will just be the most one of the most important people that's that i've ever met in my life and i was seeing her for a number of years you know um afterwards as well and but she said to me you know she said what did you used to what were your passions before you started drinking and it was really interesting because I could really clearly, I really clearly knew. And it was, you know, drumming, piano and music and house music was during, obviously, as well. But music was my passion. Mm-hmm. And I, I clearly remember when I was 17, selling my drum kit and making like 400 quid and then spending it on alcohol and and what have you. And and I remember I used to tell that story like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. But actually, it's quite a sad story. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's kind of so symbolic to me is that. I threw away my talents and my passions because I found alcohol and then that kind of went out the window and so actually she was like yeah what what did you so 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 I went out I I bought a um electric drum kit which which actually is now just uh getting a bit dusty in my son's bedroom but um 
but I did enjoy it for a while. But then, but then what I did was I, I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a DJ. And this, so this, this is going to make me sound slightly immature, but I, I suppose everybody has these kind of naive, immature fantasies about winning the lottery. And I always used to say to myself when I was, you know, younger, if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to, I'm going to become a DJ and I'm going to like, you know, perform at a club in front of loads of people. And I'm also going to just going to get fit, going to get like a fitness coach and, you know, lose loads of weight. And actually, the funny thing is that it, the uh, sobriety was that for me. Do oh, you know what amazing. I mean? Like I, I didn't need to win the lottery, but sobriety has brought both of those things to me because I've been exercising, lost loads of weight, and and now I've you know I so so yes, I I, I bought some decks and uh, some mini decks that, uh, that my friend advised me to, um, and and got some lessons. And this was back in this was about a year into my sobriety. Um, and yeah, I, it was, it was so exciting and I was like, I love this. Like I, you know, I've got all this knowledge of music that I've built up over, you know, years of clubbing and now I've, I, I can actually use it properly because, you know, DJing when I was drinking would have been, it just wouldn't have been possible because mm -hmm. for one, I wouldn't have had the confidence. Um, but for two, I just wouldn't have been able to, cause I'd have had to do early sets cause I'd have always needed to drink later on and probably, you know, mess it up. But, but I, yeah, I, I then saw these sober events advertised and, um, and so I, 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 I uh, joined their Facebook group and then I saw that one of the uh, guys who runs it was looking, was saying, does anyone want to DJ at this, uh, this event in, uh, in, in Shoreditch? And uh, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to get in touch with him and say yes. And it was That's so, I literally amazing. threw myself in at the deep end and I was so it was so important to me and I practiced and I practiced and and um yeah it was really great that he gave me the opportunity and then he, he asked me if I wanted to do this boat party that they were doing with um with a couple of other sober DJs uh, including um Brandon Block who I remember very clearly from uh, from the 90s who's amazing and uh, so literally my second gig I mean I did I did one for my friends uh 50th as well but my second gig Brandon was literally stood at the side of me <laughs> watching my set it was just like the pressure and you know oh, literally I did it and I and I rode out the the anxiety and actually again it's just sobriety gave me that confidence I know I wouldn't have been that person that, that in the drinking days and it I can yeah. hear that I can hear the excitement and I can and obviously I can see your face because we're on zoom with each other and it's just like the joy you know it's like those gifts I love yeah. you know that that when I stopped drinking I was so scared like you were like a bit but saying a bit of this it's like you have no idea like it it's part of the fabric and it's been used for this this and this and that beautiful kind of journey back to the self it's like it's discovery mm -hmm. but it's like rediscovery of of those things that are so beautiful like you said you're like your first loves right your first loves of music drumming piano mm. um, and I love the fact I always say that sobriety I don't know if it is like that now but i I remember when I found Soberistas because that's how I stopped. I found an okay because I yeah. could get out of the house and the kids were small. I was really isolated, so it was like I need something online and I need something positive and I need something a bit sparkly because otherwise I'm not going to want to do it. So my shame was too too much. So yeah. I was like, it has to look and it has to look like a magazine. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. Um, and it's that I've totally forgotten what I was going to say now. What was I going to say? 
so it was the the safe sphere was much smaller then um but i had a, a real problem with with my um you know my son needed an, an ehcp a couple of years about five years ago and so i was speaking to mandy and mandy was like would well, you know someone i know someone who works in kind of education he's the head of, head of education i mean it's much more head of education in the whole of cardiff is how she described it so i was like right okay but and i know her wife because she's sober so it was like right okay and yeah. it was like i felt like like the sober sphere was a bit like the freemasons like it could open doors <laughs> and when you yeah. were saying about like what's his name next to you Brandon Brandon yeah. it's like somehow yeah. and it's amazing isn't it that, that yeah it gives I'm you a connection it stuff. gives you like it just I just instantly have respect for people when I find out that they're so because <laughs> yeah. I know what they've been through to get yeah. there do you know what I mean and yeah. it's like, I and just I've never met a wrongen I've never yeah. met a wrongen who is sober no, because you have to own your shit. You do have to own your shit, you, and you, you have, have to become a bit of a writer. Yeah, if you and, have and been a wrong one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got no option. You have to answer to yourself when you're yeah. sober, don't you? Yeah. Whereas when you're drinking, it's like, oh no, because I'm just still a kid who just yeah. like. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was a bit pissed. Or I can't remember it. Yeah, that won't wash, will it? It doesn't like, wash anymore. No, no, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So that is fantastic. And so you've set up the house yeah. of the house of happiness. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so basically, so, so sober clubbing. So this was another part of my journey, really. This, in oh. fact, this is what, what got me. In fact, this is what I did that prompted me to buy the decks and get, and get back into DJing because we went to morning Gloryville mm. um, and I went there with a few club soda mates and, uh, it just blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, all these people are sober and they are dancing just with big smiles on their faces, having a really good time, just like they do in, in clubs when everybody's off their faces and, but nobody's got any, it's like, it, it was just a completely, it was such a key moment in my sobriety journey, actually, because I was like, this is what I've been looking for. This is, this is what I needed. It's like, you it's can- like integration, right? yeah those bits of yourself that needed to to feel yeah. I can yeah. be that and I can be this yeah exactly and 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 all of these people are dancing with no you know with with nothing there's no alcohol here there's no drugs everybody is just on a high and actually that that was what made me realize that do you know what clubbing was really the majority of clubbing was about the music and the dancing mm. and other people it what well, it wasn't about the drugs and the alcohol and you know and and I think that when you've had that euphoria moment and and that kind of eureka moment you're just like oh my god like this is you know this is like another level so so we got really into that and um that and and you know we went to a couple of events then uh, uh, things evolved don't they you meet other people I've met I've met Janie and Neil who were both um sober as well and they're really into clubbing and they like me grew up going to all the gay clubs in um you know in Vauxhall and in London and and I think we've we've found that there are there's some brilliant clubs out there but they're they're you know some of them are quite wellness and quite kind of recovery based some mm. of them are kind of meditation and kind of you know there's a lot of kind of um 
you know, I think what there isn't probably, or certainly what 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 we don't feel there is, is is somewhere that is just a replica replica of a club. So yeah. somewhere where you can buy alcohol-free beer, alcohol-free cocktails, and feel like you're actually having a, a, a night out um, yeah. with banging music and lights, and you know, the club that we've 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 chosen that very carefully because we didn't want daylight, mm-hmm. um, even though we're doing it in the day. Because again, I mean, we're basing all this on just what we want, so we're just hoping other people feel the same as us. Like yeah. I want to go day clubbing because that because not only have I got kids, but I also just don't want to be getting tubes home at night with loads of drunk people. Yeah, I want to be able to walk out of a club at you know five, six, seven o'clock and go home and and Love still. It you know, have a cup of tea and <laughs> Yeah, it's like being able to have the whole thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like having your cake and eating it. Yeah, because exactly. You walk in have there the at it's like walking into a into a dark, black, blacked out club, lights, music, yeah. and yeah, you, you're you're having exactly the same experience just without without the alcohol. But everything yeah. else is the same. We've got some brilliant drinks uh, companies that are sponsoring us. But there's, there's there's one that um is like Aperol spritz, but um but obviously alcohol free. Oh, um, I love that. Which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's like it's, it's not really the little fun. one, is it? It's not going to be it's, the little. No, it's called Strike. I think. It's okay, called. it might have been at Club Soda. There was one there that was lush. But and I got it? that's what I drank all summer. This summer was um the Lidl's version. Okay. Yeah, it's and they were in little bottles and you could get the blonde version or the red version and they were so oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Oh good. I mean, I love you see, I don't do alcohol free, I don't I don't drink it as a rule at home anymore because I don't need to, but when I'm out, I want a beer. Like when I'm DJing, yeah. I want a beer. Yeah. And you know, you want to replicate what you used yeah. to have. You Let's know, keep the ritual, change the ingredient. Or the only yeah, ingredient exactly. to take out is the alcohol, but you want a, a grown-up drink to Yes. You feel... don't want to feel like you've got to have Diet Coke. And, yeah. you know, I think some of the other events, they they don't and, – and, you know, people have different thoughts, processes, mm. don't they? And I think certain people think that, that actually – alcohol-free drinks might yeah. be tripping, but we I don't I've never found that for myself it, that's never that's it's it's actually helped me to stop mm. drinking yeah you know being yeah. able to replicate a good beer while I'm out in the pub well that's that's helped yeah. me because yeah, yeah. That, that satiates that appetite and it's that whole you know familiarity but but mm. you, you're still doing something but you you know you're just not having the the alcohol so yeah um, yeah. so there are different trains of thoughts on that, but this is ours. Oh, you know, we, we've yeah. also hired. We've got three dancers, um, Go Go dancers, who are amazing. Um, we've got three. We're doing an all female lineup, uh, DJ lineup as well. Um, just just for the first one, just because I feel like you know a lot of female DJs get kind of you know don't don't get really recognition, and I think uh, that's been my experience over the last few years as well um is that I'd, so I just think you know obviously it's not going to be every every time but I just think you know we've got some brilliant uh brilliant talents that we want to kind of showcase mm-hmm. um but um yeah everything everything is going to be like walking into a what, what we're hoping to replicate I don't know how much you know about clubbing but there's a club in Ibiza called Glitterbox mm-hmm. which is just very very fun full of like you know bright I mean people don't have to get dressed up yeah. either so it is what whatever you're comfortable in but you know we want that there will be some uh there will mm. be some glitter I'm sure amazing um, and lots of color and and just lots of fun and just really upbeat 
fun music that people mm. can relate to that people know as well tracks that people are and you know vocal house music yeah um yeah. like happy oh. house yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's mood, you know. We yeah, want the mood. I had a moment at the She Recovers conference um, in Miami that we went to uh, back in May, oh, wow. and a lot of that was sort of movement based as well. There was there was look She Recovers yoga, but they had a great DJ called Annie Love who was who did the party for that. Mm. And um, I had this moment, and so it was silent disco um, outside and she I she was taking requests and I wanted like Shaka Khan is one of my, my old favorites like ain't nobody ain't nobody ain't nobody. Like, classic, just classic classic, classic. anyway one of my so favorites too. she yeah. couldn't find it anyway so it I went to the toilet and people were beckoning me and they were like oh. and she, anyway she'd found it and it was right at the end of the night and it was just like we started it started kicking in and then it started raining just soft rain and I was rain. like there my hands in the air I was like take me to freaking church I am <laughs> there it was like pinnacle it's like pinnacle high yeah moment and that's sort of what we were going to sort of also touch on this need for yeah. transcendence because it's almost like yeah. okay I'm sober I'm not allowed to get high yeah. and it's like but we can like we can get high yeah. using our natural yeah tools and endorphins and yeah. music is primal right yeah it's primal. this is, is this yeah. is what yeah we've been dancing for millennia like you know yeah. it's only it's our, the, it is us in drugs and alcohol need to be a part of that and actually yeah. if you go back to our history yeah. we've always danced we've always loved music and and we've you know we didn't have we didn't have alcohol and drugs before so why do mm. we need it now we we have just pinned on this oh you need this for, yeah. and it's, it's it's rubbish it's uh you know as you say that moment yeah those moments moment. so it was and, like oh it was like a whoosh it's yeah central like vagal on, coming up on your own endorphins on my own endorphins with mm. these sober sisters yeah in miami with yeah. gentle rain and shaka freaking car it's like oh. that's it that sounds like a good moment <laughs> that sounds like a good moment and that and is what it's this. about they sustain us and they nurture us and they sustain yeah. our sobriety because they give us joy and connection and it's like yeah. fuel in the tank yeah totally and yeah. when you have that connection with other sober people and that's the difference between sober events because I've I've done a lot of clubbing at non-sober events recently as well just because there was some good good and obviously you can do clubbing now because you're not going to suffer for a week afterwards so yeah. I can go clubbing on a Saturday and I can get up on a Sunday and go to the gym. But um, so it's freed me up to do a lot more of it. But um, but I do feel like when you actually do sober clubbing, there's something just extra special about that because you're with other sober people. And the power of that is unbelievable. And you're on and, the same you know, sort of yeah vibe right and yeah you're, you're, you're all present. looking at each other like yeah. oh my god we're doing this yeah. without the need mm. for anything other than just ourselves and it feels amazing and yeah. I think that is like priceless it's and that's what you know we hope to to show people at the house of happiness it's like you know it's it's you know and and because it's in the day as well this mm. doesn't have to be you've got to be sober all the time it's like do you know what if you're if you're a drinker, but you want to just be sober for four hours of, you know, of a Saturday day, which I'm assuming most people would be anyway, then yeah. come along and, and just try it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, it's easier said than done because it is kind of hard. It is, you know, you've got to you've got to throw yourself in there, but everyone else is doing it. So 
there's there's a real non-judgment yeah. um yeah. vibe inclusive. in the world. Being inclusive. We're all kind of grown-ups, we've all got boundaries, nobody treads on your toes, everyone's got spatial anyone because we're all we've all kind of we're all in the same you know we're all sober sober grown-ups basically yeah. I love so that. I love that mm. it's like having you're all sober grown-ups but you're letting your you're in a teenagers out to play you know or just you know playing with your inner playing with your inner child fun. pardon having fun yeah. yeah permission to play isn't it and it's having fun is which is what we should all do, yeah. and I don't see why we should not have fun just because we we've we've got children and we're grown up. It's like actually fun should be for everybody until they're old. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like and even when they again, are old, the, yeah, still have fun. Yeah, but you know That's... we we tell ourselves these stories, don't we? Well, you're not allowed to do this when you're older, no, because you'll look you'll look really silly mm. if you're in a club and you're the eldest one there. It's like, well, actually, no, you won't, and you've just got to choose those clubs wisely. Yeah. Go to clubs where you know there's other people like you, and and then you're all in it together. Yeah. And it's 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 you know it's how it should be, frankly. Yeah. Life is for enjoying, and and so sobriety is for enjoying. Sober joy, you know, it's it, this is what we want to celebrate. Yeah, so um, great. 100%. And mm. so tell us when it is. Just give us all the details. I'll put yeah. it put it in the show notes, but just Yeah. So it is on it's it's it, we we did have a date in September and then the train strikes were mm. announced. So we've had to change our date, which um which is fine. We are now going out we're, we're doing it on the 8th of October, Saturday the 8th of October, and it starts at 12 noon and it finishes at 5 p.m. Mm. And it is at a place called Electro Works, which is one of London's longest running clubs. It's just behind Angel Tube Station. Yeah. Um, it's a brilliant venue. It's so cool. It's, uh, yeah, as I say, you just walk in, you go upstairs and it's just it's just kind of, you're just in a, a darkness of a club. But the the bar and the lights are just amazing. They're, they're, they're mind blowing, actually. They're, they're brilliant. Um, oh, fantastic. So, yeah, fantastic. It's, uh, you'll be greeted on the door um by lots of our fabulous team we've got some some really cool people involved who and everybody's just excited really everybody just wants to 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 have a good boogie and uh and yeah and yeah this sounds awesome well I should try to be there well I would love it yeah, yeah. let's see if we can yeah, yeah. Let's, sort that, let's sort that one out <laughs> yes definitely so just before we go can you just I mean you've said a lot today about I think you know the joy and the reasons to love sober but what is your reason to love sober today hmm. um i think my predominant reason to love sober is being in control of my life i think you know i mean obviously you can't control things that happen around you but being in control of my actions and my choices i think is mm. is what i love the most about being sober oh i love that Amen to that. Oh, well, thank you so much, Emma. It's been absolutely thank brilliant you. to talk to you today. You too. Um, yeah, and no, we'll watch this space. Like I said, we'll put, put the details on the on the show notes. And it's just like, oh, the, the thought of actually all being able to be together as well, you know, post-pandemic, us all, mm. it feels like it does feel like it's we 
I get that sense of find the others, find the others, find the others. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, totally. it, and I just love the fact that you are doing that and providing that forum for people to find each other, to experience joy with each other. I think it is an utterly beautiful thing. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you for, you thank know, you. for doing it. I think it's wicked. So yeah, it's very exciting. So if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, do reach out, send up a flare, get in touch, uh, Kate at lovesober.com. Um, find your fit as well. Like Emma said, you know, it might be Club Soda, it could be Soberistas, it could be the Love Sober community. Get informed, have some fun, reach out, get connected. Um, and we will see you next week for more chat. Mm-hmm.